Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ImpactVest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. I'm Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest. And along with our guest host, we aim to inspire and motivate towards collective positive global impact to solve our world's most pressing challenges in sustainability. With each episode, we will engage in insightful conversations with global change makers, visionaries, and sustainability activists who wish to build a more sustainable and resilient future. Join us now as we create the future of impact. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I have the pleasure to be joined today by Tumi Frazier, who is the co-founder of Fourth Wave Technology. Welcome, Tumi, to our podcast. Thank you, Aisha. It's so good to be here today. Tumi, I'm really interested in learning more about Fourth Wave Technology, your motivation for launching the company, um, and your future plans for the company. Okay, so, um, you know, I wear so many hats, you know, as a serial entrepreneur. So um, what inspired Fourth Wave Technology is, you know, my passion for empowerment, for my passion for inclusion, and, um, and coupled with my expertise and skills in technology, and just really wanting to see, to, 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 to make an impact in this world is really the driving force behind Fourth Wave Tech. So over the years, I'd be invited to to go speak, you know, in corporations or uh, platforms like the United Nations conferences on climate change, on food insecurity in Africa, nutrition and food safety, all of these critical and uh, most pressing challenges that we're seeing in, uh, in the world today. And for the most part, I'll be talking about, you know, the need to empower small farmers, the need to have technologies that are appropriate uh, for the um African landscape, but nothing, you know, I didn't see much happening in that area. So I decided to become the um, the solution, to come up with a solution, literally. So uh, this is really what um, got the um, uh, fourth wave tech started. And also realizing through COVID-19, the digital gaps that exist in um, unserved markets, you know, between the haves and the have-nots. So that that's really what inspired the business. And that is so inspiring to hear this uh, because it's often, I think as entrepreneurs, we're driven by something more than profits, right? We, we want to give back. We want to create positive impact. The journey to be an entrepreneur is is quite long. There, there, there has to be a motivation. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you got to have that reason that gets you out of bed every morning. And because we know that entrepreneurship is 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 not easy. So, uh, but when you do something that really speaks to you, that you're passionate about, and and the vision is is bigger than just you know the profits, then you 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 actually able to withstand uh, the challenges. You actually drive yourself to get out of bed every morning. And of course, one of the other reasons you asked was, you know, what we do. So what we have done in fourth wave technology is to create a mobile application that we call um, Evo Farm app. This app um, helps small farmers learn how to grow food in an eco-smart way um, using more data-driven type of uh, farming techniques. And, and because the reality, Aisha, is that, um, you know, water is becoming a scarce resource. And in fact, right now, as we speak, at least 2.2 billion people still lack access to safe water. And so, and, and with a 
understanding that agriculture is one of the sectors that use a whole lot of water and then also is the primary cause of groundwater pollution, especially in rural areas. So it is crucial that we we focus on the empowerment and the education of the, at least in Africa, we have at least about 33 million small farmers who produce the food that Africa has. So now imagine, you know, all those farmers using a lot of water and not understanding how much of it to use and how to grow things more sustainably, then, you know, this whole water shortage is going to continue and continue. So this is why we do what we're doing to teach farmers to be to be aware as they use the app, they're able not only to monitor the health of their crops in real time, uh, but also they're able to track and to capture the crop progress, manage nutrients levels and water levels. And, and also what is central to this education is the regenerative way of farming, which is the treatment of the soil. Because when the soil is treated, there is really no need to over water. You know, so so this is really where we're coming from in preserving the natural resources while we help farmers improve yield, um, imp- um, increase, improve their livelihoods by increasing profits and but then being mindful of preserving natural resources. Yes, and water scarcity. I actually just wrote an article on this yesterday. So I think oh, really aligns um, uh, uh, speaking about the importance of investing in water it's um, an area that's overlooked and undervalued um, and when when we think about access to safe drinking water and mm-hmm. agriculture the amount of water that's used in agriculture and it's very inspiring to hear that this is what you're working on right? because Absolutely. if you don't solve the water crisis this yeah. is, then well, we all in trouble be, right right absolutely right. Be because exactly because yeah. if you think about it uh without water uh food systems are at risk right. and without food food and water you know the whole human survival you know is at risk so and and one of the other things that i just learned you know because while i i have you know i'm working in south africa work throughout the continent i just came back from ghana where you know when i got to the ground i was really taken aback to understand that um at least 70 percent of small farmers um in in ghana are illiterate now mm-hmm. think about it and of course, the majority of women are the ones that work the fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you have that large number of small small farmers who cannot read the instructions on, um, say, pesticides, for instance, or whatever it is that they're actually administering um, on their crops, and, and, and they just go by what the neighbor is doing. And can we imagine the kind of runoffs to the nearby rivers, you know, that are contaminated? Um, and, and if the the, the the soil is not treated, of course, the fertilizers when it rains, you know, it all actually contaminates the rivers. So all of this actually makes us think, you know, um, that we really got to do something and do it now to um, to educate, to empower, um, and not only just the farmers, but even the people, because in South Africa, water uh, scarcity has been going on si- since 2015. And one of the other um, challenges of other than just the climate change um, as a factor is that people are not educated on how to preserve water. You know, we are in South Africa, one of the um, countries that actually uses more 
uh, people use a whole lot of water um, as compared to, you know, the global consumption. So that's where education plays a very, very important role. Yes. And it's the educational aspect that I think is so important what you're working on with fourth wave technology. How do you go about addressing or pairing the educational aspect with the technology here? Uh, because that's probably you you spoke about maybe some clients um, really having to learn how it works. And, and, and so how do you start this process with them? Um, and how do you accompany them through, through that journey as you build and scale? So, you know, one of the reasons, let me take, let me go back a, a little step back, take a step back. One of the reasons um, technologies have not really fully been adopted in Africa is because the technologies that have been introduced are not specifically targeted at the people that we are talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so what fourth wave tech does, um, has done really is to take artificial intelligence, what we call the disruptive technologies including chat GPT and um, have broken it down and brought it to the level of the, the farmers, taking into consideration the education level, um, access to connectivity um, and the constant power outages that, you know, we are experiencing, especially in South Africa. So, so with uh, fourth wave, what we need, we, what we are doing at fourth wave tech is to walk the journey with the farmers because it's no good to just taking a technology or an app and say, here you go, um, and this is what it's going to cost you, and you're good to go. No, you got to walk the journey and educate and show, because also agriculture is a technical it's not just a theoretical um, um, type of, you know, education that you're talking about. So you got to literally go to a, um, um, a, a, um, a place where there is a demo land where that's what we do, where you, you know, farmers get to understand the type of soil they have, got to understand, um, you know, the treatment that I spoke about earlier. And then we use the technology as um, a tool that just transmits the, the information. And, 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 and in fact, um, the uh, app also makes up for the um, spreadsheets, you know, for the most part, you're thinking, okay, how do farmers remember, okay, what do I, what did I put, when do I put put in my, you know, when you're tracking your activities and whatever, think of a piece of paper. So now they can now suddenly do it on the app. You take all your notes, you don't need spreadsheets, everything you capture right there. And then we're giving them also the ability in five seconds to analyze the problems that they're experiencing, almost like having an agronomist in your pocket, you know, where you see um, crop disease or pests, you can just um, automatically take a picture in five seconds, you upload it for analysis. It tells you what, what is wrong with your crop and what you should do, what the water levels are, nutrients levels are, and all of that is all in the local languages, yeah, where, you know, it speaks the language and it's been actually uh, simplified in a way, it's almost like an interactive, we're making technologies more interactive in a more human-like way. Um, and then for those that, are, that have um, limited education, they have the, the, the audio version. You can just listen in your own language. So uh, resolving the problem I was telling you about of, uh, you know, that we encountered in, in, in Ghana. So now you can 
can actually ask and say, oh, how much do I need to put in, for instance, fertilizer do I need in one acre of land? And you'll be able to calculate in real time how much you need to put in without over fertilizing or under fertilizing. So um, the technology is appropriate is accessible, is cost effective for small farmers, and is on the mobile app because, you know, um, at least, you know, we know that mobile apps, I mean, uh, most people have, for the most part, um, a cell phone, although there is still a challenge. Um, and by the way, the other um, aspect or feature that, we, well, that we've added is that the farmer can just take a picture of an impending problem. So instead of requiring the Wi-Fi and all of that, we actually store that information on on. Um, on the cloud and later on when they get to a shopping mall or an area where there's connectivity, it analyzes automatically. That way they don't have to use their own data. So everything has been thought through and has been actually customized to the level of the people in unserved markets and emerging markets in general. And I think the level of care that you've taken in terms of data, because we speak quite a lot about this here, is very inspiring and that you've been able to strategically kind of focus on the type of data that your customers will need and a form of anticipating needs also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And, and when we do what we're doing, empower small farmers, um, by so doing, we're also helping um, the large uh, food processing companies and enabling them to procure from small farmers because now, you know, we've removed the risk. Now they can procure the, um, you know, the right food from small farmers grown the right way um, in advancement of, you know, food systems and the planet, the health of the planet, uh, which also helps, um you know, the large food processing companies with their own sustainability goals, because, you know, regenerative farming is, you know, the way to go now. So, um, and they have goals, sustainability goals to, to meet and transformation goals to meet. So when we bring this, we bridge this together, we then and en enabling them to access uh, more informed, more um, you know, more more competitive, if you may, um, small farmers and, and inclusive of women and young people, by the way, this is where we're focusing on women because, you know, in, as I mentioned earlier in Africa, many women work the field, uh, but the unfortunate part is, you know, many of them don't even own the land that they work on. So, so by actually making them more competitive and creating entrepreneurs, agripreneurs, basically, um, and opening markets for them, we, we empowering um, small farmers so that they don't just live from hand to mouth, but rather they can um, create agribusinesses that are competitive, that can actually even export. If you think about Africa, there's no reason we cannot be the, the, the breadbasket of the entire world, given the land that we have, arable land we have, given types of crops that we have, um, which actually negates, if, if we think about it, we spend billions of dollars importing the very same food that we can grow internally. And, and when we do that, we're exporting the very jobs that we so desperately need. So if we can grow more internally and be able to export, it will be great. But of course, we need empowered farmers to be able to do that. This is what I find so interesting about the entrepreneurial journey is that you will start off launching a business and then you will see that there are lots of other 
areas that are really interesting to, to be able to explore that support the business that you've launched. And like you're saying about empowering farmers, it's the reason why we have our podcast and Alliance, because as we were launching our funds, I saw that there was a need to share knowledge about the global right. South and the African continent. Right. Um, and it's and it's when you start to explore all of these different areas and you start to build an ecosystem mm-hmm. that you see that the vision of your business becomes much larger than what you started out with. And it's and it's really great to kind of see your vision scale. And and, and so that's that's what I'm 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 just so happy to hear that also with the future of me because it because it, it the fact that you're really reaching out to empower women and empower farmers and creating entrepreneurs um, yeah. um, through your technology and product um, is the way I think to be an entrepreneur and to build a business. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And and I truly believe, and, and as I said earlier, it is really my passion to see Africa um, evolve from aid to trade. So instead of giving aid, let's give people um, tools, let's give them knowledge, let's bring trading partners, you know, to the table so that we can trade. Um, you know, Africans um, are hard workers, but then again, when you continue to give, um, you know, it's almost like when you look at trade uh, um, um, aid over the years, you know, it's almost like the hole continues to get deeper and deeper and deeper. So now when you talk about um, um, ecosystem partners, we work with a whole lot of uh, um, ecosystem partners where we're saying to even to um, nonprofits and whatever and say, you know what, instead of giving the aid, let's get a cell phone, let's get data and all of these things so we can empower farmers to do for themselves. You know, um, and then that's the only way we can deal with the kind of poverty and hunger that we're seeing in Africa. We can turn it around into an entrepreneurial spirit because Africans have a whole lot of entrepreneurial spirit going on. So all they need are the trading partners, resources, the education, and we can actually close the loop. Would you be able to tell us a bit more about closing that loop, how it actually looks on the ground when you're working with new entrepreneurs, you're introducing your technology, you're working with partners, how do you bring it all together? So um, partnerships are crucial, you know, because, um, you know, in the technology, on the art technology, we have a module on the, um, that consists of digital ecosystem partners. Now we have partners that um, sell um, farm inputs like um, seeds and you know, the right ones, because of course, if we are pushing regenerative farming, uh, eco-smart farming, of course, we, we want to have inputs that are aligned to our messaging. So we then um, have partners that are aligned to our vision who, who, who offer that. And then we, through our data and insight from um, this technology, we then able, because now farmers are able to, because they can capture their activities and over time, we're able to look at, to have historic and predictive analysis of their yield. So you can literally say, uh, you know, this is what Tumi has yielded this year and likely to yield yes next year because we take into consideration the climate change, the rainfalls, all of that. And that kind of data can actually be utilized as a credit disbursement um, 
um, information to share with some of the funders to open up, you know, also, you know, earlier on, I spoke about de-risking farmers and including women. So with this kind of data now, either our funders can say, oh, you know, hang on, I can actually take take a risk on this farmer because I can literally see the historic you know, um, historic yield and what they're going to be doing. So, so we 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 closing that loop that way because not only education is crucial, yes, um, and uh, but access to markets is crucial. Access to funding is crucial. Access to uh, more innovative ways of financial services because even with the uh, farm inputs I'm talking about, sometimes we have to actually negotiate payment plans. You know, so that um, we, we help, we walk the journey because we understand. And also our partners understand if you are coming on board, there's an empowerment aspect to it because eventually you're going to make money anyway. Because if you think about it, if you have a captive market of about 10,000 farmers uh, over time, maybe a million farmers and you selling inputs, um, you know, it's in your best interest to actually join forces and then say, hey, I can work a, a, a payment plan for some of these farmers because eventually they are my market. It's a captive market. So that's how we close the loop to bring everything holistically that supports the farmer from education to financial services, inputs, access to markets, etc. And this really sounds like a new business model and, and one that should be adopted uh, more frequently because when you start to build the ecosystem around the customers and they already have the support built in to right. the product. Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I it's brilliant and, and, um, and, and so supportive. And think of your customer and client and, and taking into account the the needs that that they will have or they or they have today and walking with them uh, through, absolutely. through that customer journey. Absolutely. And and then when you pull all of that together and all those partners together uh, with, with the technology that runs through all of that, that makes things uh, really seamless and scalable. Um, it's, it, it actually makes things even easier because again, even, you know, even in some of their markets um some of while we wanting yes um the the structured markets the markets that are already there you'll be surprised to see the markets that are in these communities when you look at some of the farmers who serve about 50,000 people where you know just recently i spoke to a young man who has chickens and he went knocking door to door to sell his eggs in two months made about twenty thousand us dollars so and it, through this technology then he'll be able to aggregate you know pull everybody together they would make um their own place their own orders so by using the technology then we're actually making things seamless for for farmers and 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 to tap for them to tap into the market that already exists in their own communities. And by being able to do this, by bringing together the entrepreneurs who are already there running their mm -hmm. businesses and, mm -hmm. and, and just making the process faster, more seamless, like, like you said right. to me. And, and then uh, once you do that, it's um, just the future is wide open Absolutely. once you kind of start start to bring all of that data together. Absolutely. And, and where do you see fourth wave technology scaling or what do you have on the horizon that, that you would like to share? 
Um, well, right now we are in two countries, of course, South Africa and um, Ghana. And um, in, in 2024, we'll be heading to Nigeria, which is one of the largest, as you know, uh, economies in Africa. And um, and then the, the whole idea is really to be in every African country as much as possible and then even grow to other emerging markets like um, South America. If you're talking, you know, these are the technologies that Brazil would, you know, use, etc. But not even because while we, we're focusing on emerging markets, we are not losing sight of the United States. And the reason for that, although the technology may be different or their need is different, um, the reality also, Aisha, is that um, the farmers, today's farmers, the average age of a farmer today is about 60 or 65. Mm -hmm. And unless we make, we use technology to make farming attractive and more, you know, for young people, um, we will not have succession. When, when the current farmers retire, we won't have anybody to, to, to take over. You know, when I speak to, you know, some of the families or farmers in Canada, in the United States, it's the same thing. So what's going to happen? So even that is actually a risk to our food systems. So, so getting young people earlier on into farming and looking at it, not just as a, a you know, when uh, we, in parts of Africa, they call it, um, it's for farming is for peasants and I say oh no farm the farmer is the most important person in our lives because without that person we are all doomed so just to change that mindset just to make farming really attractive and like you know what opportunities and technology is the way to do that mm -hmm. because that's what's going to attract young people so that's really my mission as well in first world countries while we are bringing you know the education and other things in um in emerging markets but not not actually forgetting that through COVID-19, younger people now are aware or people are aware in general, even in, in, in first world countries, on what is going on, on what goes on to their plate. And they want to ensure that they can track and know what nutrients, what is, you know, some of them are even growing their own food in their own gardens. So, um more information for them would be great. Understanding eco-smart ways of, of creating your own food is something that everybody can actually use. I'm so happy that you brought up farming in the U.S. I, I am actually from the Midwest, oh, <laughs> so okay. the farming region <laughs> in yeah. the U.S. Um, and, and it's not spoken about uh, enough is that we really need succession planning for yep. farmers. Um, yep. it, it, yep. it was one of the things that I noticed uh, when I went to college and, and mm -hmm. I noticed that, um, that farmers, like you said, are, are, are need to be able to pass their farms on, but often mm -hmm. um, either in their families, they don't want to actually take on the family farm uh, mm -hmm. or, or the technology is not there. Right. And so, Absolutely. And, and so it's, and, and so it's um, quite common in yeah. the U S and I am sure in Canada as, as well. And if we speak about the U S um, we remain an agricultural co country. Right. And so, yeah. and, and so it's very important to think about um, farming and being, being able to enhance farming 
through technology. And so there, so, so there are many different markets outside yeah. of emerging markets yeah. um, uh, that, that I believe your technology would be able Absolutely. to address. And, and being, being from the Midwest, I know that, that the market is there. <laughs> the market is absolutely there. And I mean, we could even start as low as the K-12 in terms of education and already using the technology for young people to start that early and just being aware of how to use water, you know, how to farm, how to all, do all of that. So, so it's, it's, you know, the, the future of the technology is, is, yeah, it, it's huge. Yeah. So many opportunities. Yeah. There are many different opportunities. And, wow. and like you said to me of uh, farming and our, and our food systems form the foundation of our lives. Um, mm -hmm. And so thinking about water scarcity and yeah. crop yields, uh, this, this is really the foundation that, that if we don't find the solutions there, it's, it's very, very difficult to close the SDG gap to be able to fund solutions because the, these are the very foundational mm -hmm. challenges that that we have to solve and 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 uh, that's what your company is doing so well is to be able to address these foundational issues um, and in the farming sector and agriculture and then also to be able to empower farmers and women to yes. become entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um, uh, because they they know their crops and land the best and that they if they become entrepreneurs themselves that they can take the technology and then be able to scale what what they're working on absolutely and as you bring women on board um in africa even in the united states because i do know also that you know some of the nutritional or mortality babies you know immortality and all of that in Africa, when, you know, when women are educated, you know, I always go back to that. When you empower women, you empower nations, mm -hmm. because when women know what they're putting in their food um, and increase that nutrient level of, of their food, what they're feeding their children, even if all you have in the house is spinach, um, you know, you know that that spinach has the right nutrients for the children. Then we will not be talking about, you know, um, the issues, the challenges of mal malnutrition and all of that. So those are the kind of things that our technology does, you know, and, and, and if it, it, it's like coming all full circle, um, from the stuff that I used to talk about. And I'm thinking, you know, and I had to think, how else can I actually become? a solution to these challenges. So now we're able to now empower women to not only um, create great businesses, but to feed um, their children the right uh, nutritious food. Right, because we are speaking about quality food, nutritious food, mm -hmm. and how do we start to enable farmers and, and families right, to, to mm -hmm. be able to have access. Exactly. To exactly. the that is that is needed, the quality food that is needed for absolutely healthy lives and to build their families. Right, fantastic. Nice, and it's and it's really inspiring for me to be able to speak with you today to learn more about Fourth Wave Technologies, your mission, and your vision to not only provide the technology that 
addresses water scarcity and to lead to higher crop yields, but to be able to empower entrepreneurs, empower women to build the ecosystem around the technology is truly inspirational. So I want to thank you for your work and we're excited to follow your progress and support you in your journey. And we are happy to welcome you back when you, oh, thank you. across the African continent into the States. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll reach out. I mean, you 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 have a whole lot of information that you know will be very, very useful. But thank you so much for having me today. It's really thank been you. um incredible. Um, and just you know, being part of um what you are doing as well and your support um to entrepreneurs. Um, so thank you for the work that you do thank you to me and it has really been a pleasure to have you on the podcast today and i'm looking forward to keeping in touch thank you so much take care thank you everyone for listening to the impact best podcast transformative global innovation in a new era of impact Join us next week for another episode and become part of our Impact Us newsletter community where you will receive all of the latest updates about our work in this new era of innovative impact finance. See you next week as we create the future of finance at Impact Best.